Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to What's Next. This is a podcast where we talk about all the things that are current in the world right now. We dissect issues and then we give our hopes for the future and a few predictions as well. Hi, I'm Lara Podelska. I am normally in normal life, in real life. I'm an actress, a voiceover artist, a broadcaster, and I am now a podcaster as well. I'm Lara Fraser. I am a DJ. I'm a producer and radio host. And our first series was actually together under the La La's. And in this series, we have a really exciting guest host, and she is the guru of all things health. Thank you, girls. Yeah. Um, I'm Sarah Melindwa. I'm a TV presenter uh, and a qualified nurse. And I also work in the fashion industry as a stylist and fashion editor. <laughs> It's so nice that we're all here in this room together because, you know, recording mm -hmm. in the studio has only really just come back. First of all, I want to do a check-in. How is everybody? Sarah. Good. Like you said, Lara, it's so good to just be working away from home for a, for a change um, and being in a studio and actually physically mm -hmm. seeing people. So it's been a long time. So, yeah, it's so nice to get out of the house. Um, yeah, I've made it through the year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to check in because you were on the front line and yeah. we had you on our last podcast. And yeah. that was one of the episodes that I have to say people just kept... And myself kept re-listening to and just for a little bit of context you were in fact on the front line you were working at a hospital can mm -hmm. you give us a little bit of background of what happened to you last year yeah so I um like I said I'm a qualified nurse I've been a nurse for like 14 years now and um I used to work in acute medicine so in a hospital setting as a ward nurse and I specialize in sexual health and HIV which is completely different to working in a hospital as a specialist mm -hmm. specialist area so in terms of looking after sick sick people it'd been a long time and then um so about nine years since since I left the hospital and then when coronavirus hit as you guys remember from like last March like over a year ago now there was a call for nurses to help out on the front line just because a lot of nurses had gone off sick with the virus and there was a lot you know the NHS was basically on its knees and um, all my work in fashion and TV and all of that had stopped like everybody else's so I thought to myself I thought instead of um, sort of staying at home in lockdown let me actually just help out and you know it's kind of like a call it's almost like a um, duty of care that you have as a nurse like you never stop being a nurse no matter what, you know, what, whatever careers I've sort of gone outside of that, I'm always a nurse. And so when, yeah, when it was needed, I thought, OK, I'll, I'll go back to the hospital. Crazy now to think about it because it feels mm. like a long time ago. Because yeah. um, everything happens so quickly and you don't, you don't really get a chance to catch your breath. And I remember doing an interview with you guys, like you said, Lara. Yeah. And that was one of the best interviews I'd done because you guys were just checking on me. And it'd been a long time since I actually like verbalize how I felt how it was so just having that outlet and talking to you girls about it yeah that that was one of my thank favorite interviews you. Oh, that I did you, yeah it was very therapeutic well, for me what I would love to talk about really right now is trauma and I think all three of us at the table have had our experience with trauma trauma is a big thing at the moment whether it's big childhood trauma or whether mm. it's trauma from lockdown mm. and maybe we could go around the room talk a little bit about yeah, how trauma definitely. affects us what about you Lara 
Well, I kind of wanted to introduce something else with that as well, because I think um, for me, one of the things when discussing trauma in a lot of these conversations, there are certain words around it that brush over the meaning. And one of the ones that has been coming up for me at the moment is triggers. Mm -hmm. So for me, a trigger is so directly associated with trauma, right? That when you have a conversation saying, I know you're triggered, but Mm. it means that there is some type of rationality around it. Mm. But when something signifies you back to a place of trauma, right? So say if the color red, for example, Mm. triggers your trauma, then you can't rationalize that. You can't say, I know you're triggered, but... Mm. because there's no conversation around it. It's something that has taken you to a place of deep trauma. And I think one of the things that we intrinsically have within us, you know, most people that have lived full lives, and, you know, there's obviously post-generational traumas Mm. and that sort of things, it's embedded in us, and we don't know when it's going to come up. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, do we, if we want to get specific, we are going through strange times at the moment. We've had the BLM movement. We're currently in a Middle East conflict that Lara and I are affected by deeply because of our heritage. And there is that generational trauma. Mm. And obviously pictures will trigger, opinions will trigger. And I wanted to maybe think about what it is that that word trigger it's often misused, yes, isn't it? I yeah. Guess. Isn't there this... Uh, listen, I can get triggered by anything. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I, I just want to put it out there. Yeah, which is why it makes it flippant sometimes because right. when people say trigger, they're not actually talking about a trauma trigger. No, you know, more of an emotional... If you, if you look at, like, Jean Aoki's song, Triggered, yeah. it makes this bitterness or something. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. you're being bitchy, you're bitter about something, you're triggered yes. by this, and it's... And it's actually a serious word that has... It's a serious yeah. word. I mean, for example, you could see somebody that looks like your ex-boyfriend, and mm-hmm. your ex-boyfriend maybe cheated on you, and mm-hmm. that could be a trigger, but that's not something you can't sort of compare. Yeah, that could trigger you, because then it can sort of bring you back to negative feelings, but then when you're talking about, like we said, generational trauma and things that are so deep-rooted in our our history and in our culture and how they affect us um then it's a different ball game so like you said mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a word that is sort of being misused a lot because a trigger is something that does yeah bring you to something traumatic mm. i feel like also now that we're that we're using those words mm. i can bring something in called gaslighting which yeah. is a term that i've only become familiar with in the last probably 2 years yeah. and now that i have been familiar with it i re- i recognize it so 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 yeah, so much so ob- in my ob- life obvious in my now so obvious Mm. and that really does tie in for me with trigger as well because I'm getting a lot of messages for instance on my wall going well I'm sorry this triggers you however you need to consider Mm. and that is that goes into a gaslighting element for me because don't try and change my reality and my worldview what do you guys think? Well, I think in that specific instance, how I understand it is that someone saying that they see your point of view, so they seem reasonable, but then go in with something else. And that's mm-hmm. gaslit yeah, that's you into funny. thinking, oh, they're actually a reasonable person. Why am I not resonating with what they're saying after that? That kind of thing. Yes. But um, I kind of came up with a term <laughs> for all of these words, and I'm calling them woke words. Yeah. Because these are the words that Are people... you claiming ownership over I... woke words? I yeah. love it. Totally. Uh, well, I, what, is it a thing? <laughs> no, is it, is it a thing? It's 
No, 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 I no, don't no. think it I, is. I think no, because I'm I'm actually gonna claim ownership on this because woke words. W W W No, for real though, because woke woke words to me are the words that people think they should be using mm. to seem like they know what they're talking about. Right, right. So they'll just be chucking them in and. I'm so thankful for some of these words that are actually um, claiming behaviours so that people are understanding them. I think these words that were not there before um, create an understanding to things that people were feeling. So mm. I'm so thankful for these words. Mm -hmm. But when, when they become trending words, yeah. when they become the words that it's like, well, you know, I said gaslighting, I said, uh, you know, whatever the word of the moment is, so... I must understand everything that's going on in this conversation. Mm. It negates people from actually talking about what these words... The issue at hand. Yeah, yeah. the issue at hand. Yeah, yeah. So let's maybe go around the table and talk about what triggers us. Oh, yes! Uh, how about that? And, it, you know, it doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to be negative. Just three things that trigger you and, and why they trigger you. Shall I start or should we, can you start? You start? You start? You start? No, I think Lara should start. I should start. start. Yeah, now that I brought up the story. I know, I know, because so, this is a this is a big, big topic. What triggers me? So obviously this is this podcast is being recorded and it will be released very soon. So mm. it's going to be right on time. What triggers me is unresearched opinions, and that includes myself. Mm. So sometimes, mm. and I'm taking full ownership of that, there may be times when I'm not educated enough about a topic, and yet I get into a discussion and I haven't researched it enough as I should, and it triggers me, it makes me insecure, mm. and it also angers me when other people do it. So I, I'm going to take a little bit of. Oh, hello, that's oh. my dog. Hello, <laughs> Billy. My dog, growling. I love that. Yeah. I love that you've um, acknowledged both sides of that because sometimes we are angered by the things that we do ourselves. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that it angers me, and so I would call that a trigger. Another trigger for me is is really, I, I, I just keep coming back to it, it's ghosting. Ghosting is a hard one. And again, mm. I've done it also. So I'm, I'm again, taking somewhat of an ownership. I haven't done it in a long time and I'm not planning on ever doing it again. But ghosting is a bad one for me. It's one that... It, it it happens in in all kinds of ways, and I'm not I'm not even going into the big friendship relationship ghosting, just a even just an just an email that you send that you never ever get a reply yeah. is a sort of a ghosting, and it's a disrespectful thing, mm. and yeah, I'd like to leave that in 2020 <laughs> yeah. if that's possible. And a third one, a trigger for me. I think the biggest trigger of all is just is just people being rude mm -hmm. that makes me also be rude mm -hmm. it makes me sad it makes me upset mm -hmm. and it brings out a side of me that I don't like so on the last one Lolly um mm. what is the type of rudeness that triggers you because I feel like rude is a really broad banner yeah. is there a certain like thing that yes. someone can do so that this really morning just... I went to the news agent <laughs> I, see, I think there would be a story behind this <laughs> This morning I went to the news agent that I'm going to openly say on this podcast I had been banned to go to... Oh, even my doggy is... Uh, <laughs> all riled even up. Billie Jean's all riled up. By the this morning agent. I went to the, um, to the news agent. Yeah, he doesn't like the news agent. He doesn't he like knows. the news agent. No, to be Welcome fair, to neither life. do I. <laughs> so this morning I went to the news agents and 
the news agents is a triggering place for me <laughs> because I have actually been banned from them for two years. I was banned, not because of anything I've done bad, like as in stolen something, but the owner of the news agents and I, we were I not. I have to laugh right now. I'm I want to know why. I'm just sorry. You don't get along with them either. No, no I don't. But for years, I had to go in and do the printing. Yeah, because she because was not allowed in. I was not allowed in there. I literally had to wait outside. Yeah. And I, I don't really know what happened, but one day I just walked in and I guess we're okay now, but we were until this morning oh. when I had to really badly um, scan something. And of course, our I don't know, does anyone have a printer that ever works? Because we're on I a... I don't even have one. Right, there you go. Yeah. So it didn't work and something needed to be scanned. It needed to be done quickly right away because, as you know, people need things... Done. Done. Exactly. Yeah, five minutes ago. Mm. So so I went in and and I'm I'm a bit teary at the moment. Mm. It's just that you know. Yeah. It's just that yeah. time right now. Yeah. So he looks at me. He's like, Oh, oh you look terrible. This man is so cheeky. <laughs> He's so cheeky. He is so cheeky. I know. I went. I know. I'm really stressed out. He's like, No, I mean terrible. And then he goes, I won't say the name. He goes, XX, and that's his that's his friend mm. or his partner. Doesn't she look terrible today? Oh, no. oh my goodness! So I went. I went. No, I know. I'm just not feeling very well. He's like, I know. I, I can tell. I'm like, can I just get this? This sketch. He's like, calm down. Oh God, calm. not now. Oh, here's God, the, the thing in the history of like... telling women to calm down. Yeah. How many women have calmed down, Sarah? <laughs> None. Okay, thank that's you. like the quickest way to get us to just turn it exactly. Up. Yeah. So, so, so of course I didn't calm down. No. <laughs> and of course it's 7:30 a.m., which is the, and it's the only place open. So, I didn't get my scanning. I didn't get my printing. And I am thus again banned. So, and sorry. On that, can I just say, he also reads my um, things when he prints them out. And I find it incredibly rude. So every time when we used to print out our radio scripts, because um, we're old school, we like it in front of us on paper, yeah. he would go... Oh, this is interesting. What do you do? Yeah, and then yeah. be like, what station are you? I'm like, you're not supposed to read it. No. Is that is that not a thing? Like when you're getting something printed out, the person is not supposed no, to read. No, it, it could be a confidential document. He doesn't know that. Yeah, no. but either way. So yeah, those are my three triggers. Sarah, not to put you on the spot, but no, put you on the spot. Fine. Yeah, what riles you up? But what riles what, me up? Oh. What triggers you? Or yeah. What do you recognise in yourself that? Yeah. you know what? You, whatever it is, what, mm. whatever the word means to you. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. The I mean. Word. I think yeah. I think um I think like this past year there's been it feels like every week, every month is something new. There's always like you, you get over one thing and you're not even over it and then something else happens. So for me I find like conversations around race, I think that for me that's always a massive trigger. Mm. Um have you guys heard of this show? I think it's uh, Leanne Pinnock from Little yes. Mix who, do, who did this uh, I've documentary seen it. about race. And, uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah, seen, I've yeah. seen snippets of it. Um, yeah. What she was talking about yeah. looks incredibly interesting. Yeah, it looks really interesting, and I'm and I'm so glad that it's that that you know these conversations are being had and like they you know they're given the platform. But I made a conscious decision about a year ago not to watch anything that to do with race because I mean it's one thing to live it, and I mean I saw clips of it like you said as well, um, and. I could relate to what they were saying. Um, Do you want us to talk about a little bit what they were saying, just for context, yeah, for yeah, our international so viewers? For international yeah. viewers, yeah. So it's a documentary um, that discusses about race, um, inequality and power sort of within the music industry um, and how particularly black women are um, sort of either held back or um, sort of perceived as bullies and sort of these kind of things and how they get treated a lot differently to their white counterparts. Mm -hmm. um, and so there were clips from different uh, 
black singers. So I think it was like Alexandra Burke mm-hmm. and um, Keisha from Sugar Babes and uh, who else was it? A couple of other sort of musicians. And um, yeah, so for me, race and talking about things like that, I think it's great and I'm glad that documentaries get made. But I think for me personally, I don't like watching... I've, I've made a conscious decision not to watch things around race and everything because it's, for me it's triggering and, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing it is one thing, but then having to listen to other people's trauma like I could you know I've, I've not watched that documentary I'm probably not not because I I think it's a bad I think it's great and I think it's great it's good that it's being done but I'm not going to learn anything new because I live that experience and so for me watching it is just it's something that's just going to negatively affect me in a way and for me that that's a trigger so and I'd say that's probably one of the biggest triggers um but well done for for finding that self-care that yeah. you say yeah. That I you think say, black I just trauma is it. yeah, and I think there's so many like, especially on Netflix, they have like a Black Lives Matter sort of series, and it talks about all these different things. And I think it is great, but at the same time, I think there's so much. I mean, you can go on Netflix and watch loads of like documentaries about people who have been like wrongfully convicted yeah. and um, yeah, all these kind of stories that you can watch. And um, yeah, at some point it because it's, it's too personal in a way, and mm. you think because you know, I know you know these things happen, and mm. you feel and you feel so like. Um, you feel like, you, you know, you can't... It, it, it's just, yeah. it, for me, it, it's just a trigger. That's a and big then, trigger. Yeah, you know, so I just... It's, it's, it's hard because, like, some people will pressure you when you're in a situation yeah. to be knowledgeable about everything that's and going to, on. And to talk about and, everything and that it, happens. And yeah, to, like, yeah. the onus is on you. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like Lars said, well done that you can put those barriers up because mm. that's actually a quite a hard thing to do, I think. Absolutely. A and second one? Anything a else? A second to... one. Oh, let me see. Do you know what a new trigger is for me now? Oh. And and this is probably going to make me sound like a shit friend, but um, <laughs> and I, this is like literally in the last like couple of months and I think it's because of like lockdown and stuff, but like all my friends are either like pregnant or engaged <laughs> or like getting married. <laughs> you know, listen, and I'm happy for everybody. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And for the first time, like I've been single for a long time, but yeah. I've always been like super busy. Yeah. I've always had things. So for me, I've always thought I've never been one of these girls who like dreams of getting married and like mm. having a family. Sure. And so like this year, that's kind of changed. It's and I'm a like, lot much, hey? right? Mm. And now I'm thinking, oh my god, maybe I should like think about settling down. And mm. and then like last year, I had I had like two really shit experiences with guys. Like one of them ghosted me, asshole. But anyway, yeah. that's, that's another he story. Did. Yeah, yeah. So that's another story. But that triggered me because I think, like, if you've ever experienced rejection in any way, and then somebody then does that, yeah, yeah. You, you can't help but think, well, what's wrong with me? Like, how how come everyone else is like having their happy ever after? You can't help but think that. So I think for me, that's like a new trigger where I'm thinking, I don't know, because I just turned thirty six as well. So I think ha- just having a birthday as well, mm. sort of. And then obviously we're women, so I'm thinking, do my eggs even work now? And then you start thinking. But but then at the same time, I'm like, but I've never been, I've never like attempted to like settle down or anything like that. Mm. It's not been a priority. So at the same time, I have to like think about it logistically and think, okay, well, this is a new thing. Like, so it's not gonna, like, I'm not gonna get married tomorrow. But, um, but yeah, so that's like, open a, about it. yeah, yeah that's no, like... it's like, yeah, you start thinking, oh, maybe I've left it too late or maybe I've, you know, yeah, I don't, and, and so for me, it's yeah. turned into a trigger, and I've never even thought of that before. It's really so interesting. that's an interesting one. Should for me. also be kind of noted, I suppose, that you know whatever we see on social media, as we all know, doesn't necessarily. No, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Last, should we go to you? Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. So my triggers. The first one I'm going to do is not that deep, but it just annoys me, and I don't know why it really gets under my skin. 
Um, maybe it's because I have resting bitch face, but um, like a resting bitch face is my natural face in my natural format <laughs> looks unhappy, right? I, I could it not does, agree it does, less. It does not mean that I like, if you catch me just like this, I'm not like, my mm. eyes don't smile, okay? Right. Oh, so I always get people coming up to me going, you're too pretty to frown. <laughs> or why aren't you smiling? And uh, first of all, Ugly people should be unhappy, is that know, what you're right? saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, hold the, and also, why do I have to be happy all the time? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think in our industry as well, like, like it goes a little bit deeper that, you know, presenting and doing anything media facing, you do have to be happy and there's an mm. on switch. But when you're in your own time, I really want to switch that switch off and yeah. I want to be grumpy sometimes. Yeah. And uh, like I can be a little bit moody. Um, so, yes. Let me frown. Yeah. Let me be in my feelings when I want to. And so that's like a little bit of a, it's a bit of a superficial trigger. I don't but... think it's superficial yeah, no, at I all. Think... I actually think quite the opposite. First of all, as your best friend, I know very well that you are the least bitchiest girl on right? the planet. Yeah. The least. And it and it really fucks me off. This is our podcast, yes. that's what I can say fuck. Yes. It fucks me off when people say, and they don't say this often. They you do know, sometimes. No, they don't. <laughs> but it's like, is she mad at me because she's No, she's no. just doing her that's own thing for a second. No. It's not about you at all. Yeah. It's, do you see what I mean? Yeah, and there's also like a secondary thing where it's like, oh, when a certain people, uh, when people look a certain way or do a certain thing, that their character has to be a certain way as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you guys find as well, like you know, obviously we're all presenters uh, for radio or whatever like that, and that comes with a traditional bubbliness mm. to it. So, you know, when you're not performing in that kind of way, there's almost this, oh, okay. Is she even like? Is she even who she says she is? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, is she, is she even who she says she is? Like, kind of I thing. Know. Because they've uh, applied this character to you, mm. and it's incredibly frustrating. That's the thing about social media, isn't it? Is you can go through someone's feed and sort of subconsciously, you don't even consciously doing it, but you can just sort of decide who somebody is based on Completely like their feed. Yeah, and it's oh God, I've had it so many times where people are like, oh my God, you're so nice. nice. Yeah. That, that's Especially another in thing. Fashion. When yeah. they meet you and they go, oh my God, you're so much nicer than I thought you were, yeah. would be. I'm like, oh, that is not a compliment. Yeah. I very often get, um, your photos don't do your justice. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which I find really... And I like but a filter. But that's a good thing because you'd rather look better in person than I, in pictures. Well, I don't. I'm not sure because I... You know, that may have not come across the way I wanted it to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, a, it's not no, like as a compliment. It doesn't, no, it doesn't, yeah, yeah, it sorry, doesn't, I, it doesn't I feel like a compliment. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, I, I may have like said this the wrong way. Yeah. It's a bit of a backhanded, backhanded one. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you don't need to use all these filters. Like, yeah. you're okay. Oh, it's, I see, <laughs> that, it's, okay, it's more yeah, like, yeah, that, it's more that kind of thing. Yeah. So, anyway, back to you, love. Oh, sorry. Well, back to me. Back to you. No, so my second one, and it kind of touches on Sarah's one, um... And it normally happens when you go to a family gathering or you catch up with friends for that you haven't seen in a while. And if you are single at the time, the first thing they want to do is set you up. Oh, God. And did I ask to be set up? And, you know, I, I went back to Australia 
Um, and uh, sorry, really <laughs> sorry, mom, <laughs> sorry, great... dad, and hopefully <laughs> the person one. is not listening. <laughs> but we're gonna no, you know, hopefully he is. No, 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 no. We're gonna have to spill some tea here. Yeah, let's, yeah. Go, yeah, let's spill the tea. Let's spill all of the tea. I get home and Papa Fraser was on a mission. Papa Fraser was on a mission, right? He was like, La, we're going to set you up with a good Jewish doctor. <laughs> and you're going to get married and stay in Australia, was yeah, the agenda really? that was going on. <laughs> but he must have gone and discussed this with his best friend, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who has then gone to the larger community and I'm, I'm sure they had a little... They had a little basic lineup mm-hmm. of oh. the people. And I've sat down for the first conversation and I'm like, I'm not having it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm not having it. I was actually dating someone anyway back yeah. here. Yeah. But I hadn't told my parents yet. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, my God, just leave me alone. But and also, you, it's totally OK not to want to Exactly, be, right? even if I wasn't. And that's another triggering thing. If I wasn't, you know, there's a societal pressure being at a certain age that mm. there's this rush, rush, rush. You need to be in a relationship so that you can have kids and so yeah. that you can get married. And that might not be in the plans for some people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, but That's really interesting that you say that. Because yeah. uh, that's actually, it's actually really unfair. Can we yeah. all agree on yeah. that? Yeah. On, anyone because it's just never really good enough is it even yeah. when you when you're engaged when you guys getting married when you're yeah. married when you're having a kid why you know when you're having, having the next kid when yeah. you're having your next kid wait you have three kids that's a bit ridiculous yeah. what do you go how are you going to pay for it is yeah. it ever ended yeah and uh, the yeah. onus is always on the female uh, like, like you know say, yeah. a guy of my age uh, you know will not no one's no one's no. questioning when he's having kids so uh, anyway i then i I thought it was being put to bed. And then I start receiving Facebook messages from certain gentlemen. <laughs> and they're, like, mentioning my dad's best friend's name as well. And I'm like, oh, my God, Dad, you've set me up. So I've just oh, left brilliant. it. Yeah. I've left it. And then my dad goes, has a gentleman messaged you on Facebook? <laughs> I am like, oh, my God. But, you know, I, it's all out of love. Yeah, of It's all out of love. But I think that as women, we do feel these pressures. And it, and it can trigger women if your first question is, do you have a boyfriend? Mm. Do you have a kid? Mm. You know, because that's putting the self-worth of her in her relationship status or her, yeah. you know... And I find it really hard. I mean, I, I think without giving too much away about my age. But I want to say that when you're a certain age, mm. there's often a reason you don't have a kid. Absolutely. And very seldom that reason is, is that you don't want a kid. Mm. I'm mm. sorry to say that. No, of course. And I've spoken to a lot of women about that. Mm. Um, so I think people need to just be a little calmer. A little calmer. And a little bit understanding that if you're married and um, you're clearly... Loving. Also, that it actually isn't a, t- a, a table fronting topic. Actually, oh, yeah. these these are personal matters. I wouldn't go and start talking about your genitals at the right, table. Right. That's personal. <laughs> yeah, that's personal. You know, so like, no, these are. This is not a like light topic for a lot of people. So yeah. I think it should be taken off the. Uh, um, the dinner conversation. I completely table, agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I think we can all agree on this. I mean, it's it's interesting how both of you said similar things with regards to, you know, you're both 30, I'm a little bit older. But for me, I think even when I was... In, I met my husband when I was 30 and I was already considered very old at the time, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. to be meeting my husband. Crazy. And I was like, well, you know, any of the guys I have dated before, 
I'm not sure where I would be today, but let's just yeah. say it would not be good. No, <laughs> so, yeah. Also, I feel like often marriages have a bit of better chance sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I want to tie this all back in because we've kind of said where we're at now with all of these different mm, situations. Yeah. And this is the What's Next podcast. Yeah. So we're talking about moving forward. And part of this is I... And sorry, I, we both wanted to see ways forward, practical ways, things that can be positive to bring out of any of these situations. So I kind of wanted to go around the table and um, if we can imagine kind of alternate scenarios or ways forward mm. for any of the things that are triggering us. Um, Lau, take the microphone. Ooh, no pressure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think the change starts within, right? Yeah. So... I'm going to be the change. And maybe for this week or for this month, I will word, take my, word things a little bit differently because it's interesting to be at a table with you two and to hear. And I am actually very guilty of trying to set people up often mm. or wanting to because I think, you know, that's what everybody wants, right? Mm. So going forward, I... I may reconsider that and maybe... But I think it's a bad thing to set people but up. But it might be I'll good to ask. To ask first, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not, yeah. not give a number and okay. say... Exactly. And yeah, to say, hey, might, yeah. um, instead of, oh, God, you think... No, which I don't actually say that, but, <laughs> no. but just to be a little bit see more mindful. See if it's mindful. something they want. They want, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So thank you for that. That is... And also, I will take, I will take your advice on switching off especially for mm. me right now with the middle east conflict and that doesn't mean i don't care at all but i think i need to have i, I need to look after myself a little bit better yeah. and and something really resonated not re resonated but also some i realized something when you said netflix earlier because maybe a lot of these shows are meant for people like myself mm. maybe i'm meant to be learning about your culture mm. maybe that's that's far more important yeah, than yeah. i watched lily and pinna because you've lived it <laughs> yeah okay yeah. that's a good point yeah right so so i'm going to be doing that mm. i'm going to actually sit down and watch about other cultures instead of ruminating about what's happening in mine all the time yeah. educate myself more about others and also take the pressure off myself at the same time. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Good. That was beautiful. What about you? Yeah, so I think the same. And, like, I've been sort of proactive in, like... Because, yeah, like, you know, we you just do have to put yourself first at some point. So I, like like I said, I actively just don't engage, like, watch things that I know are just going to make me, like, upset or angry and just bring out negative emotion. But at the same time, there's a, there's a responsibility and for my community. So for me, I try to find ways of um, of being positive in what I do, even just taking up space as a black woman on TV or doing things about health. And I continue to like sort of push boundaries and try mm -hmm. to use my platform to. And I get a lot of like young black girls like you know messaging me saying, "Oh, I saw you in the newspaper. I saw you on TV." And <gasps> and for me, that makes me so happy. Yeah. We're so happy to have you, but honestly. All, all girls, not even just yeah. black girls, but even just as a woman, just you know taking up space and showing that yeah you know what you can do you can be on social media and, and like be into fashion and all that but you can also talk about different things and you know we we live in a generation where we have a lot more opportunities than our mothers did you know our grandmothers did so as Gorgeous. women and so we have this pressure where people want to say oh when are you getting married when you're having kids but 
you know, we also, yeah, we, want, we might want to do that, but we also have dreams and aspirations and things we want to achieve with our lives. I mean, Naomi Campbell just had a baby at 50. You know, I love times that. are changing. I love it. Times, times are, are changing. Sorry, I'm crying yeah. because times this made me so happy, happy when I saw I that know. today. I know, same. I was, I was I've in, got 15 years. I'm good. I yeah, I actually, I thought a little yeah. bit less, a few years less, but, but yeah, you know, a solid 10. Absolutely, so, yeah. I was thinking... Fabulous, you know, and, and she's the, a mum. And the yeah. photo with the feet. With the feet, I know. And you know, Sorry, like, we're no, off, we're off topic, no, 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 like our ideas and what we expect from each other hasn't so much like mm. now we live a lot longer so going back to health you know we our life expectancy is a lot higher than it would be it's like 85 now is like a, the average life expectancy whereas 20 years ago it would have been like 65 so we're a lot healthier we eat better we work out more we're conscious about the planet a lot of people are now like vegan and vegetarian so even what we feed our body we we live a lot longer so mm. it's fine to have a baby in your 40s as a woman yeah. like and there's so many different ways you can do surrogacy you can adopt like there's so many different avenues um so it's about like finding sort of what works for you so um sorry i've lost I'll, I'll no, 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 no no that's really interesting that's really interesting that's what's next really that's that is what's next yeah what's next for you for sure. um i think on the topics that i was discussing i think instead of getting annoyed by something and being silent about it explaining where you're coming from is so important right. because people aren't mind readers no so whether it is about the dating thing about the smiling thing or whatever it is saying okay that's making me feel this type of way and I think having those really honest raw conversations with people that let them know your perspective of it because mm. I think sometimes we get angry with people and they don't know they've done anything wrong yeah you know and so you sit there and you can be seething over it and then they're not mind readers, right? Yeah. yeah that right. made you feel a certain way. You say, okay, cool. Can you not say that to me? Because it makes me feel like crap. Mm. Such a good you know? point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think what's next in the way I see it is just calm, explanatory conversations with people if you're feeling a type of way. Yeah. Love that. And also everyone's opinions comes from their own lived experience or, you know, we all... We all come from different walks of life. We all have different experiences. So every, whoever's opinion comes from their perspective mm. and... Yeah, it's about learning and being open to talking. And there's so many different topics that we see. Maybe it's about, you know, LGBTQ community or mm. women's rights. I remember remember when um, this, poor, this poor girl, God rest her soul, Sarah Everett, who went yeah. missing, and that sort of sparked a lot of conversation on, yeah. on social media and Twitter. And that was a triggering thing for... All women. Yeah. All women. I think, I, I, I don't yeah. know, for some reason, I mean, you, you hear about this all the time, she was but for some home. reason, yeah. Yeah, she was walking home. That's all she did. Yeah. Literally, that's all she did. But yeah. I think we should really actually talk about that. I'd yeah. love to have somebody on the show next yeah. week to discuss that. Let's yeah, get into sure, that do. in detail, Let's, because yeah. I think there's a lot of triggering things as women, and we're, this is a female show at the moment, um, at, that I think we need to unpack why that experience was yeah. so emotive for yeah. so many people. Yeah. So let's do that on the next show, let's definitely. Let's do it on the next show. And I just want to say, welcome back to the Lalas. We're no longer at home and we have another Lala. We have yes. Sarah on the yeah. show. Honorary Lala. Yeah. And if I can ask a favour, if you've enjoyed the show, maybe you can consider giving us five stars and leaving a review and letting us also know if there's anything that you'd like to hear or you'd like to discuss and we're all ears. Yes, Thank you for tuning you, in. Oh, sorry. No. Um, yes, and you can tweet us on at DJ Lara Fraser or you can pop on the Instagram as well. I'm at the same. What's yours? I am at Lara Pradelska on Twitter and at L Pradelska on Instagram. 
Oh, and I am at Sarah Melindwa on Twitter and at Sarah.Melindwa on Instagram. And that wraps up the very first show of the second season of, well, we're no longer at home with the Lalas. We are What's, <laughs> What's Next, next with the Lalas. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thank you.